Welcome to episode eight of Work Hard, Slay Hard. I'm your host, Sarah Luhu, and today we get into a chat with Girl Scout 2Rs, also known as Michelle Kirshner, on being unapologetically yourself. So stay tuned for some great conversation and a fact that even I didn't know about her. All right, guys, so I have Michelle, as most of you know her, as I knew her for a very long time. It was shocking to me that her real name wasn't Girl Scout with two R's. <laughs> um, on Instagram, she also has an online boutique, girlscout.com, again, two R's. Uh, she lives in Tacoma, Washington with her boyfriend slash, like, Instagram husband, basically, Spencer, <laughs> which I'm actually very jealous of. I need to find one of those for myself. Um, and her adorable little pup, Warwick, which I feel like would be best friends with my cat, Watson, because if Warwick and Watson could be the title of the TV show, I was just going to say that. <laughs> like, <laughs> Warwick and Watson, let's go. Let's make it happen. Um, but, yeah, thanks for being on, Michelle. And I want to just start off. For anyone who doesn't know you, so I've followed you for a long time, just because we all have, like, our best friends online. Like, we think we would be best friends in real life, too, and you're definitely one of those for me. You say exactly. do grow enough that I know we would get along. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, but for anyone listening that doesn't know who you are, let's give them the five-minute life story to no who you are, how you got started, and where you are now. Oh, my goodness. Um, I know it's always funny when people introduce me and say that I'm Michelle and they, they don't know that that's my name. <laughs> they get all freaked out. I don't want people think my name was actually Scout, which would be really cool. That would um, be, you. I mean, we can change things up if we have to. <laughs> that's very true. Um, so I am 29 years old. That feels weird. I just turned 29 recently. Um, we moved here to Tacoma almost a year ago. Both uh, Spencer and I are from Orange County, California, so it's definitely a big change for the mm-hmm. better. I feel. I feel I like it's there for personalities. Like I've always wanted to live to here. here. Yeah, yeah. I've always been like I would rather be in the mountains than at the beach. Mm-hmm. That's just my personality. Um, but more about I guess us and our business um, and stuff. I wish that I had um, this, like, crazy plan that we had for this business, but it kind of all happened by accident. Mm -hmm. Um, But it started off with me uh, basically creating an arts and crafts uh, makeup bag for myself um, because I I wanted to purchase one, uh, and it was really expensive, and I thought I would try and make a spin on it and put something funny on the bag. So I made a makeup bag and I hand painted with like acrylic paint uh, (laughs) and it said face shit and I posted a picture of it and I didn't have, honestly, that was 2015. I didn't really have that many followers then, but Mm -hmm. the followers that I did have were like, hey, you should sell those. Like, that would be cool. And I was like, okay. I I had a full-time, like, nine-to-five job at the time, so I was like, I don't fucking have time for that. Right, to be painted with, like, nail polish. Oh, my God. I was like, exactly. I'm like, how am I going to make even – that took me, like, an hour. So (laughs) 
Spencer, like, basically kept trying to convince me. He's like, hey, you can make, you know, a couple extra bucks if you just make, like, 20 of them. And I found uh, some random person on Etsy that just had plain canvas bags. I bought 20. And I remember I was so scared to make that leap. Uh, I think it was, like, a, it was like $100 or something. For, I don't know. But that, to me, I was, like, spending that much money on something I don't even know is going to sell was so frightening to me. Um, But I did it and they sold super fast to my surprise. And we just kind of kept doing that for a little bit. And and then I ended up getting laid off very suddenly from my job. Uh, And I immediately was like, crap, I can't afford rent anymore. I had to move back in with my parents. Uh, I didn't know what I was doing. I kept applying for jobs, but nothing seemed interesting to me and then I was like well let's just keep this thing going since now I now I have more time right so I was like well now that I don't have rent to pay maybe I should you know kind of use this to my advantage and Mm -hmm. make this really shitty situation into there's no way that I could have maybe made that work if I one number one had rent bless my parents for letting me stay there rent free Yep. But also Thanks, Mom. Um, with a job. Yeah. So it was just so crazy. And then it kind of just, just tum- I, don't, I don't know if this is a verb, but it was tumbleweed <laughs> did so fast. Um, and we've been doing it ever since. It's that been my so full-time crazy. job ever since. And it's and so to, much fun. I have to add, so like in case you guys don't know, um, they come out with like launches Probably every what, like month or two? Like you I try and do it every month. Yeah, it depends okay. if we go out of town. I don't wanna Okay. And it myself with, with it. deadlines. <laughs> so when they do these launches, because like, trust me, I've tried to buy these and like <laughs> I will see that like on your story that oh all these people oh, I'm like, oh like shit, like the launches today and I'll go and like everything I want is sold out. Like but you guys sell out of everything almost the day you launch them. Most of the time, yes, even like, though we're that's still, so crazy. it's insane. I have the most adrenaline on launch mornings because I'm, if, like, behind the scenes, sometimes I'll put it on my story, mm-hmm. but, like, while the launch is going, I will just sit here and watch the computer <laughs> because yeah. there's a way on Shopify, which is what we use, there's a way you can do, like, there's, like, a live map and a live feed. Basically, mm-hmm. it's the coolest thing because it's like a, a world map and a little tiny dot will like illuminate every time somebody in the world and wherever they are are on your site. Oh, my God. Look, look, and it's from Harry Potter. Like, it's so, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so there's little people with wands and it's it's just like the coolest feeling ever just sitting here and then also – at the end of the day, I'm like, okay, well, now we have a ton of orders to package. And yeah. I I put away my social life for about two weeks. Yeah. But, no, I feel you guys because I, I used to do launch launches and, like, little ones. And I would love to do them if I didn't have to ship them. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> the shipping is just, like, a nightmare. Like, I know I've seen your house where it's just full of boxes yep. and, like, merch. And you guys are just, like... <laughs> 
legit up to your, like, the top of your head. My nephew used to work at UCS, and, like, when I came in to do a shipment, his whole team would be like, no. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Um, I, I did want to ask you, though, when okay. you guys do lunches, you have a tradition. Oh, right? uh, yes, we do. We go to Olive Garden on every launch. And I don't know how that started. I was, that's it, what I was going to ask you. How did it start? I'm trying to think. I remember um, it was in the beginning, and we, I mean, we don't really go out on, like, fancy date nights. I'm a total homebody, and I would rather, both of us would rather stay inside and order pizza mm-hmm. um, than deal with the general public. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, every once in a while, I was like, I think we did maybe our first or second launch. We decided it was in Hunt. He lived in Huntington Beach at the time, and uh, the closest, like, quote-unquote fancy restaurant was Olive Garden, and I was like, ooh, let's just go there to celebrate, because I think the first launch was just so exciting, we didn't expect it to go so well, mm-hmm. um, so we was like, treat yourself, kind of, and I think we kind of made a spin on it of, like, he always posts a picture of me choosing him um, mm-hmm. at Olive Garden, and it says, hey, guys, thanks for buying us dinner. And and it's really cool because we kind of kept up that tradition every single time we go. And so I've been bookmarking them as they, as he posts them. And I made this like really cool collage of all the different ones from the past, like three years. It's cool. It was like total by accident. I usually, I love traditions and I'm always thinking too hard about them, but this one just Mm -hmm. kind of fell into place. We've had, you know, shit show days or um, we've had more, I think, and I don't let anybody know this, obviously. I guess I am now. (laughs) (laughs) We've had like huge freak outs on days. Like um, I think we did a launch once where, um, I put the wrong number in for an inventory for a size and it was more than we actually had and we sold out oh. and, we, and I didn't find out until I had so many orders left and we didn't have any left inventory and I had to fix it and I've had, had yeah so yeah we've had just horrible misprints where we had to deal I'm I like never realized how much of a control freak I was until um I ran my own business, and I think that's the main reason why we don't work with, like, a shipping company to do everything for us, because, one, I like hand packaging everything, because we put, like, cards and stickers, and and sometimes people be like, can you write my friend a birthday note, and I, like, enjoy doing that. Yeah. And it would, but it would honestly bother me so much, (laughs) knowing that other people are, are, like, packaging my and stuff and I'm, and I'm not there like yeah if they mess it up it makes me look bad exactly like, I'd rather mess something up myself than pay someone else to mess it up you know what I mean like exactly it would almost be I don't I'd be more mad at myself if that happened rather than exactly. making my own mistakes so I totally get it you guys are killing it though the next week yeah. is Friday this Friday the 12th yes at noon eastern 9 a.m pacific I have it set in my calendar <laughs> Getting one of those very sassy t-shirts if it kills me, and <laughs> I can't wait. So if you guys are listening before Friday, um, yes. set your calendars. And now I want to get into, so there's not many people I've come to find that are just, just unapologetically themselves, right? Like 
They don't right. apologize for being happy. They don't apologize for being sad. They don't apologize for anything in their life because they are who they are. And I find that you're one of those people. And oh. I know I get asked all the time, like, how are you how are you happy all the time? Or how are you so comfortable? <laughs> I've wanted to ask you that. To people? <laughs> <laughs> you're my folks and high on life. But <laughs> I, I just think... Like, it, people talk about it from coming to I'm 32 years old. I definitely was not as confident my whole life. Um, I think exactly. something you definitely grew into, which right. I've heard you talk about before. But I've tried to put in words how I think I got to this point to try to help other people on a path. And right. I'm curious to see, like, to hear your story and how you think you got to be this comfortable in your own skin. Oh, gosh. Um, I mean... I feel like it comes from hitting hitting some sort of rock bottom. Like mm-hmm. um there I mean obviously everybody goes through their own traumas and stuff like that, but I personally feel like I hit my own personal rock bottom and just didn't give a fuck after that. And I feel like that's how I slowly um maybe grew into my self-worth and I'm not like I still have insecurities and I still you know, get super needy and annoying with Spencer about mm-hmm. things. Um, but when it comes to knowing what I want um, for my life and relationships and friendships and, and stuff like that, I think it took a long time of going through something and being like, okay, hey, that's not what I want. Like, right. I deserve better than that. Um, but it took me going through it. Maybe that's just my personality. If I've, I've always had to learn things by doing. I was always never a classroom person. That's why I didn't go to college because I cannot sit and listen to a lecture. I will mm-hmm. fall asleep. I need to actually be doing something. And if I fuck up, I just learn from it. Um, so I feel like me, I just had to fuck up a lot. Gotcha. I mean, that makes sense. Like, I... I can relate to that. Like, I feel like for me, I put a lot of value in other people's opinions of me. Like, I always, I was, I always was a yes person. Like, I always wanted to kind of show off to other people. Yeah. And not show off. That's probably a bad word. But like, I wanted to impress <laughs> other people. You know what I mean? Right, like, right. You cared and, about what everyone else thought, and you wanted yeah. to be that person where they're like, "Wow." Yeah, and then I think when. Like, when the people who I really wanted to impress, like, at the time, like, guys I was dating or whatever, like, when they exited my life and I realized that, like, I didn't need that validation, I think right. that's when, and even, like, close people who love me and were still in my life, like, I joke with my family all the time. Like, my parents, I tell them constantly, like, they know I don't care what they say. Like, I'll ask yeah. them their opinions sometimes. But even then, like, I really listened to my own voice um, and my own direction. But I think it took, like, the realization that, oh, like, it doesn't actually matter what other people think. Like, oh, that's interesting. Let's go with this. This is kind of fun. Okay, you don't matter. My own happiness? This is great. Exactly. It probably came as a, as like a super asshole to like any person I dated. Like, yeah, but your opinion doesn't really matter to me. So exactly. Oh, hence why I'm single one hundred and one. But that's a whole other podcast. Um, I know, right? <laughs> I mean, I had the same thing. I I
I I think I don't want to say that my like personal style like clothing was kind of like that of like trying to dress like everyone else I've never really been like that but I did care about what everyone thought about me a little too much um and even now it's like when I if I want to buy clothes or dye my hair a certain color I don't ask for anyone's permission I don't care yeah (laughs) I don't get a new tattoo it's like especially Spencer I don't care like um I'm pretty sure he was like he would never tell me not to do something, but I admire him in a sense of he will give me his opinion, even if I it disagrees, you know, with mine. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean I'm not going to do it anyway. Yeah, exactly. So, it's like healthy to me, you know. Right. My parents have been here for a long time, and they're the same way. Like my parents, can, I should say this: if my mom says it, my my dad like won't do it. But if my dad says something, my mom's going to do it. Like it doesn't matter. Exactly, and my parents are the same. From example, that's all. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the other thing I want to talk about because I know you you just talking about kind of dressing things um, is like body image because I know you put up that one post about your hips and how you were just like mm-hmm. this is me like you you end up being comfortable we, like you said we all have our own like little insecurities still but I think right. it's it's not not noticing the things that you're insecure about. It's noticing that you're insecure about them and in doing things anyways, right? That's where the exactly. real strength and power comes from. So right. how did you kind of break through that and understand, like, having violent hips is normal, number one. Um, for women, we have to actually push babies out of their hips um, <laughs> and grow them in there. So, like, yeah, there's right. so why sometimes folks take make it to them. <laughs> women with baby-making hips, quote-unquote, as my mother used to say. Same. Um, or child-bearing hips. Child-bearing hips, that's yep. what it is. Um, like, how did you, because I know that this recently happened to me where I was just like, you know what? Like, this is my body. My size have touched my whole life. Like, child yep. through my, like, lanky, skinny teen days they even did to now in my 30s. Like, it just, think, I mean, this don't you know, I'm cool with that, but they weren't right. that long ago, and it was a battle kind of getting through that when I was, especially a teenager and in my 20s, how did you kind of come to light that, you know, this is who I am and I'm cool with it? Did Spencer have anything to do with that, do you think? Um, I think it had a lot to do with me being happy in all aspects of my life, I feel, um, Because that, I mean, that alone, I contribute to my, um, like, cystic acne clearing up. (laughs) Like, I contribute is, like, I didn't, it's not, like, a product or anything like that. I genuinely think it was me being happy, Mm -hmm. um, which took me a long time to figure out. But, um, I mean, I just learned to find the pers- like it's all about your perspective with things just like you said the hips are like childbearing hips um baby making hips and stuff like that like that's not something to be ashamed of mm-hmm. um because all I've wanted since I was younger is to be a mom and I still can't wait to do mm-hmm. that so it's like in a sense it's like something I should be proud of right um but I always found comfort in those posts of let's say like fitness people on Instagram or anything sitting normally and having like belly rolls or having the same hips as me or um, 
just little things like that as humanizing themselves always made me feel better. So if there is something about myself, like I, I take me having an audience and I'm sure you do too, very seriously in a sense Mm of um, all I want to do is share stuff that will help other people. Um, And so I know for a fact that those kinds of posts help me and make me feel less alone. So if there's something about myself that I'm okay, you know, sharing in that light that will help someone else. And I count that as a win. Yep. Um, so I feel like that has also helped me not give a fuck <laughs> about mm-hmm. certain insecurities. Like I think I posted recently that I struggle with, um, back acne, um, after like working out, I have scars up and down my back. I said that was one of the main reasons why I got my big back piece tattoo was to cover my scars because I never wanted to wear tank tops. And I was overwhelmed by how many people sent me a DM saying thank you so much for posting about this because I struggle with this too and I had no idea that you did. Oh. And I was just like, oh my God, my heart just broke (laughs) in like a good way. But like, oh my God, I'm, yeah, like, hey, I'm there, I'm right there with you. Mm -hmm. Um. So any anything that I can do to kind of like break down the stereotype of like people on Instagram being perfect, yeah, I am one hundred percent. And I know that you are too. That's probably a big reason why I love you as well. Is Aww. we're just like real humans, and we're not yeah. out, you know, like to make a buck and sell skinny tea. Yeah, wait, <laughs> so, wait, can I just tell you, me and my manager, like. We joke, and, like, when I get, or when she gets, like, random, like, messages from PR companies saying, hey, we'd love to have Sarah on this. And, like, they're really, uh, like, weird about what product it is. Like, they don't actually say what product it is. I get those, too. And, like, like skinny tea question mark. Because uh. she's like, don't even come up <laughs> Right? I get a lot of yet. them where they don't even tell me what the company is. Yeah. And it's there's like, no website. There's no nothing. I mean, we could do a whole other podcast. Oh my god, we could talk for hours. Being on social media like that, um, actually, let's get into some of it because you just kind of touched on it. Um, and I get messages like that all the time too from people saying, "Mine's more so about hair," and they'll say, "You know, like I wish that I could wear your hair. I'm just not pretty enough." And like it breaks my heart, like. Just breaks my heart. Or they'll say, like, I really want to do it. I'm really excited. But my mom or my husband oh my or God. my dad. And, like, again, breaks my heart. Like, and I try right. to tell them that it doesn't matter how someone else feels. Right? Like, you have to rock it. Or they'll say, do you think I could pull it off? And I'm like, if you think you could pull it off, you can pull it off. Like, it yeah. me saying this does nothing else. It's about your attitude. You. It's yeah, all about you your feel attitude. good, you look great. <laughs> exactly. And I was, I kind of said, don't get me wrong, my stylist Michelle is amazing. But anyone could have an amazing cut. If you don't have the attitude to rock it, just like any outfit, right? Someone can wear a plastic bag and look amazing in it because of their attitude with it. Some people could wear a high toe like Gucci and look ridiculous because of their attitude in it. Like, it's just all exactly. about how you rock it. But how do you deal with you know, like uplifting, like just like, like people like that. Because for me, it's hard because I just, I just want to be like, like just don't care. But like, you can't say that to someone who doesn't, who isn't at that point. I yet. know. 
I know. Um, you can't just say, like, it's like telling someone with acne to drink more water. Oh, my God. Don't even, like, that's a whole, like, it's like, okay. And there's another, like, bit generic one that they say, and it's, I don't know. Come on, folks. Come on. <laughs> Rub coconut oil all over your face. <laughs> um, yeah. But I get messages like that, too, and I, but I do get, like, I'm sure you also get the latter end of that of people being like I got your hair cut and I've never felt more confident yeah. in my life and I go totally. fuck yeah it, it makes so my awesome. whole day like my whole yeah. week yeah it's amazing but I also do get those comments of like uh, I wish I could have your haircut I don't think I could pull it off or they think their hair is too thin that's, mm-hmm. that's a, that big one thinking my hair is massively thick um, but again yeah it's about your attitude and how you rock I it's so hard to respond to those other than if you want to do it, I, that's what I usually say. If you want to do it, you should do it um, yes. because hair grows back. And if you yes. don't like it, it'll grow back. Just like it took me forever. I kept going shorter and shorter on my sides. And I just realized like one time I went way too short. I think I did like a one all the way around. And I was like, oh, my God. And in three days, I didn't even notice because it had yeah. grown out. Yeah. So exactly. it's not it's not that deep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And it's so hard to kind of put that into somebody's mind that you're, like you said, isn't there yet. Um, and it breaks my heart when they hear like, oh, my husband doesn't want me to color my hair. And I'm like, wait, you should get a new husband. But like, I, like seriously, I've said that to people before. And I'm like, well, yeah. maybe. <laughs> is he that, is he that great? <laughs> Clearly is it worth it if he doesn't like pink hair, people? And I know, and I'm like, if I was ever, like, if Spencer ever, he would never tell me what to do or what to wear or how, like, it doesn't matter. If the person Mm -hmm. that you're with uh, doesn't love you no matter what you want to do or whatever makes you happy, then they don't love you. Yes. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what it comes down to, right? It's a quick form of that. Yeah. All right, next thing I'm going to talk about, which I I didn't um, – I don't really talk about this with a lot of people, but I experienced it in the beginning, um, like when mm-hmm. my following grew. They call it imposter syndrome. Have you ever heard about that? Where, like, no. So because I asked and, like, wasn't planning on being, like, a social media person in any way, um, mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, like, people were, you know, saying, oh, yeah, you're Sarah Lou, but, you know, she's an influencer. Like, I couldn't even relate to the titles they were giving me. And I felt like I was almost an imposter. Yeah, Yeah. seriously. Like, and I still have it every once in a while. Um, And it's it's where, like, you feel like you, like, you're basically like an imposter. Like, people are giving you all this credit and you're just like, like, am I really, though? Like, is this yeah. really happening? Like, I feel like I'm not, like, a pro in this, though. Like, and you kind of, it gives you a reality check because you got one one has to step in and go, no. Like, you're a badass. You have to give yourself, like, the cool running suck. You're a bad man. Yeah, like, <laughs> <"You're cool." laughs> I'm a nobody. <laughs> and I've oh other people, and they're like, yeah, like, I've had that before, too. And I was just curious if you've ever, like, doubted yourself in that way, like. I mean, I, I mean, saying, see, it's like it could be categorized as doubt, but it's also mm-hmm. mostly confusion. Um, because, like, let's say if someone asked you what you did for a living and you didn't have 
your company or like, I don't know, when people ask me what I do for a living, I don't know what to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah, it's hard. It's like, well, I have my own like clothing company and then I also do photography, like freelance photography for like weddings and stuff. And I also do, and I'm like, I'm not going to hit and you with a fucking paragraph. And also, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's hard. And I just like give them my card and I'm like, uh, here, but just, just go look at this. Right. And there's also this like negative stigmatism with saying, oh, I'm an influencer. I'm oh, like, trust okay. me. You notice I haven't said it at all. Like, <sighs> I, I hate that word. <laughs> I hate it. Especially just, blogger, too, and I haven't even written on my blog in months. But it's just yeah. like, I don't know what to say. It's hard. What, what am I? I have no idea. A lot of people will say, like, I'm a content creator. And then when they look at me yeah. crazy, I'll be like, I'm an influencer. And like, <laughs> and like oh, okay, yeah. But, like, I, like, I feel like the term influencer, in my mind, I think of, like, skinny Métis. You know, like, yeah, exactly. That, that's what comes to mind. And I don't want that. Like, I know I've. I endorse products that have helped you me do. in my life, and I want Same. to introduce other people to it in case it helps them in their life. And that's another reason why I don't bash any product. Even when I get sent a product just for PR and mm-hmm. I try it and I don't like it, I never say I don't like it because I don't want to turn someone else off of it that might love it. So, True. you know what I mean? I like, mean, there's also though, no harm in giving your opinion. Right. Like, if someone messages me, about a product that I didn't like, I'll say, I didn't like it, wasn't it because of this, but I'll give them the specific of why I didn't like it because maybe that doesn't correlate to them, you know? Right. Um, I just don't like kind of blanketing it and then having people be like, well, I was so not to try it that she didn't like it, but I tried it and I loved it, so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, then, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you love it. Like, that's all it is. Um, exactly. <clears throat> All right, so I want to end this. I know you have your your Warwick um, is probably dying for some affection because I know that's how my ears Following me around. <laughs> oh, now he's yep. chasing a bird. Oh, see, he, like, he was on cue with that. I know. That was great. Oh, my God. Um, I want you to talk about one thing. Could be just like okay. a random fact that okay. nobody knows about you or like very few people know about you. Oh, gosh. You can take I a know. second. I, can, like, I just did a post, um, posting, I like, some facts I about thought. me, and a lot and of people didn't know any of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now I, I know it's all. Oh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, most of my facts are things, like, people didn't expect me to say, like, mm-hmm. that I played basketball for nine years. And that, oh, that's, that's a fun one. That's what I wanted to do, like, from first grade through tenth grade. I played basketball. Um, and I loved it. I was on like a club team. I made JV my freshman year. I was just like killing the point it. guard. Did you play? Killing it. Yeah. Nice. I played basketball through from fourth grade to my senior year, and then I played on like um, intramural teams in college. But oh, I never like decided to take it to a collegiate level. I mean, I'm five two. People, let's let's be real. <laughs> Hey, yeah. that's what guard, guards are short. It's okay. Yeah. I was a but like, guard. My jump shot was on point. Nice, nice. I yeah. miss playing sometimes, but, like, I I think at that age and you, when you play one sport over, like, that long of period of time, it's just, like, engraved in your mind of, like, oh, well, then this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. 
(laughs) And I think that's just what I always, everybody was like, oh, that's what she's going to do because she loves it so much. And then um, after freshman year, I ended up being, uh, well, I went to independent studies just because, again, I don't thrive in a classroom. I just want to do it myself. So um, after that, I stopped playing obviously. Um, but people never believe me when they say it. Cause I just, I was a scene kid. I, mm-hmm. you know, I wore a raccoon eyeliner. I cut my own bangs and craft scissors. It was like, oh. I did not look like, I did not look like I belonged on that team. You were a bomber. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure even freshman year when I was on the team, if I was to tell people that I was on the JV basketball team, they'd be like, okay. That's great. That's like, <laughs> amazing I actually went to a high school that was a very and my middle school was like a very small percentage Caucasian people so I was the only white girl on the team <laughs> like I had like my hair braided back every game like it was <laughs> I was in the movie you guys just didn't know it um that's awesome <laughs> but I wanted to say one thing because you said you played like that one sport I actually just watched a documentary called in Search of Greatness. Have you heard of it? No. It is so awesome. It's like a short film. It's like an hour and 15 minutes. They interview Jerry Rice, Wayne Gretzky. They look at Michael Jordan, Serena Williams, and it's all about the psychology and upbringing of elite athletes and how like genetics don't, didn't really play a role for them um, or a, a massive role in like, right. their stats. Like, they talked about, you know, Tom Brady when he was in the combine and like he just everyone was like just bad mouthing him because he had horrible, horrible statues. Slow, he was like not agile and now look at him. Right. They were interviewing these athletes that were just like amazing and had amazing careers and they talked about how so much of it was through creativity and how they played the sport rather than having it drilled into them. Mm-hmm. Really cool. If you're listening, you guys should check that out. Especially if you have kids in sports, it was completely like kind of mind blowing as a Is kid. It on up in sports. I'm not sure I watched it on a Delta flight <laughs> because I watched all my movies on flight. <laughs> um, That's fair. I'll look it up. But maybe it's called Inside of Greatness. So if you guys have a chance, check it out. And also, if you have a chance, head to girlscout.com. Two R's, people. Two R's. <laughs> Sorry, my life. And, yeah, and check out the launch that's happening on Friday. And thank, thank you, you, Michelle. Thank you. It was weird to call you that, but thanks for being <laughs> know, on. Right? Hopefully you <laughs> guys you. enjoyed this. She's awesome. If you don't follow her already on Instagram, Girl Scout 2 Rs on Instagram. And she has this little, little pup that you get to see. And it's a promising mom. And she does church tutorials. So it's like a win-win-win situation. <laughs> Thank you. All right. We'll talk to you next time. Sounds good. See ya. I hope you guys loved what Girl Scout had to say. If you guys have anyone you want me specifically to interview, go ahead and shoot me an email at contact at com. And also... If you guys just want to know anything that's going on in my life right now, you can head to saraluhu.com. It's a full blog. All of my links to my channels, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube are all there. So check them out, and I will catch you guys next time.